Today's podcast features a conversation I had when I was in Finland with one of the world's foremost researchers of the sauna, Dr. Yari Laukinen. Yari holds a PhD and an MD. What makes this conversation very interesting is that Yari not only comes to it as an actual researcher of the sauna, but also as a cardiologist. Often when I talk about the sauna, I may sometimes refer to animal studies, especially when it comes to molecular evidence, but it is Dr. Laukinen's lab that actually makes the single most convincing case that sauna use has real benefits in humans. It is his research that has shown that long-term sauna use appears to reduce heart-related mortality, but even more surprisingly, also may have a strong effect on what is known as all-cause mortality, which literally means death from all causes, which sounds a whole lot like longevity if you think about it. Moreover, since this conversation was recorded, Dr. Laukinen's lab released yet another publication which showed a really strong association with the reduction in the risk of dementia and Alzheimer's disease by 66% and 65% respectively at a 20-year follow-up, which further strengthens the case that sauna therapy may be more than just relaxing, but may actually be a great tool for even improving health span. In both the studies showing reduced memory illness and reduced all-cause mortality, the effect follows a dose-response relationship with the group showing the strongest reductions in risk by frequenting the sauna at least four times a week for at least 20 minutes at 174 degrees Fahrenheit or 79 degrees Celsius. In fact, one of the more interesting observations made by Dr. Laukonen in this podcast is that time spent in the sauna appears to be a very important factor, with shorter sauna durations having a much less robust effect. Okay, enough preamble. Let's get this show on the road. On to the podcast. Hello, everyone. I am in Finland, sitting here with Dr. Yari Laukinen. I'm a little excited to be sitting here with Yari because I've talked quite a bit about his research involving using saunas and how that has been shown to improve cardiovascular health and also improve overall longevity. And to my knowledge, this is actually your your work is the first research that I've actually seen in humans to show that using the sauna, you know, can improve longevity. Maybe we can start off by talking about this study um, that you look that you did on published about a year ago, I believe, in the Journal yes. of American Medical yes. Association, JAMA, looking at sauna, sauna free, the use of the saunas and sauna frequency and cardiovascular related mortality and over, you know, overall um, mortality rate. Yeah. So, can you tell us a little bit about the study itself? Yeah. 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 Uh, thank you. Our study is based on middle-aged population from eastern Finland and at baseline we measured the use of sauna how many times per week and how long time per one session and what was the temperature. And on the basis of this information we have studied the association between the use of sauna and and fatal cardiovascular outcomes and mortality. Mm-hmm. And in this study we found really that uh, uh, sauna use was inversely associated with the risk of uh, fatal uh, coronary heart disease events and all-cause mortality. And uh, uh, after adjustment for other risk factors, which have been also measured in this uh, big population-based study, the, there was still a significant association between the use of sauna and these outcomes. Yeah, so if I remember correctly, your your study showed that men that use the sauna 
two to three times a week had a 27% lower cardiovascular-related yeah. mortality compared to men that used it one time a week. Yeah. And men that used the sauna four to seven times a week actually had a 50% lower cardiovascular-related mortality than men that used the sauna one time a week. And that is very robust. Yeah. I mean, so you followed these men for 20 years? Yeah, yeah. The total follow-up time was 20 years, and we have annually measured uh, new outcomes, and we have followed uh, carefully from baseline until the end of the follow-up. And uh, yes, the risk reduction was really, really obvious and Very clear common. yeah and you said you adjusted for other risk factors meaning like um obesity uh you looked for people like obesity smoking alcohol cholesterol type 2 diabetes these sort of factors yeah if i remember correctly you also looked at socioeconomic status yeah. and physical activity which is important yeah so these were all the data is reflective really of sauna use yeah, yeah. not you yeah. know, because people that use the sauna tend to also exercise yeah. more. So, you know, it's the, the, yeah. you have to correct for all those other possible confounding factors, which you did. Yeah. Um, so the, 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 the cardiovascular rate of mortality, were there certain, like, were you measuring all sorts of different ways people can die from heart failure, like coronary yeah. artery disease, yeah. heart attack? Were there certain, like, atherosclerosis? Was that looked at? Was it, was it a multiple different... Uh, types of outcomes. outcomes. Yeah, yeah, there were different kind of outcomes. There were uh, heart-related, like coronary heart disease mortality, and also sudden cardiac death was the one of the outcome. Then we have an overall cardiovascular disease uh, death as an outcome, okay. and then also all-cause mortality. Okay. And there was a significant association with all these outcomes. Right. We'll, we'll get to all-cause mortality in just a minute, but um, I kind of want to talk about the cardiovascular-related mortality. Is It's so important because I know in the United States, heart attacks are the, you know, cardiovascular disease is the number one killer, followed yeah. up by cancer and then respiratory diseases, but Alzheimer's disease are, is actually climbing up. Um, in Finland, I believe cardiovascular disease is also number one killer, correct? Yeah, it yeah. is still uh, one. Yeah, so yeah. you know, if you can do something that lowers your risk by you know fifty percent, I mean that's very significant. Yeah. What do you think? I have my own sort of you know I've done some reading on on how the sauna affects in different vascular functions, but you're a cardiologist, so do you have some sort of do you speculate on some of the mechanisms by which using the sauna can improve cardiovascular health? Yeah. Yeah, we have we have been studying also these mechanisms which can be explained to our findings. And uh, one of the most important is the blood pressure because sauna use, long-term sauna use can decrease blood pressure level. Actually, we have studied in the same population and found that there there is a reduction of uh, incident hypertension among those who are using more sauna compared to those who have a only, let's say, one session per week. And so blood pressure is one of the most important uh, factor which can explain the mm. findings. Mm -hmm. and, and do you know why sauna uh, lowers blood pressure? Do you? Uh, there, there may be many, many reasons. Uh, uh, we know that uh, it can balance autonomic nervous system as well, and also it can improve the vessel function. Endothelial uh, cells? Uh, or? Yeah, endothelial cells. And uh, another thing is that uh, 
sauna may have some effect on arterial stiffness and compliance of arteries can improve after long-term sauna use. Wow. So a lot of these these parameters that you just described are also uh, known to be affected by cardiovascular ex- exercise. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Aerobic exercise. So yeah. um, I have to mention that, like, you know, as a, a someone that uses the sauna, when you sit in the sauna for, you know, a long enough period of time, your heart rate starts to elevate yep. as if you were doing cardiovascular work. In fact, I think it's something like 100... 100, 20 or 150 150 yeah. beats per minute yeah it's it's it is quite high actually it is it is something like the moderate level of physical activity so you the, you mentioned the 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 duration the, the time people spent in this in the sauna also was important factor on the robustness of lowering cardiovascular related mortality yeah. so people that stayed in the sauna i believe it was longer than 19 minutes had the most yeah robust effect compared to men that stayed in less than 11 minutes yeah something. yeah yeah the, the risk reduction can be seen among those who were more than 20 minutes per session in sauna there was a risk reduction among those men yeah i'm always i'm always sort of hesitant to tell people like they ask you know well how long how long should i stay in the sauna because yeah. on the one hand uh, you don't want to stay in too long yeah but you also don't want to not stay long enough to get these important benefits, you know, these cardiovascular benefits. Yeah. So, do you have any sort of um, parameters that or guide that you know someone that's trying to figure out how long to stay in the sauna in order to get this sort of benefit? How long they should stay in? Probably depends on temperature as well. Yeah, yeah. On the basis of this study, we we defined that twenty minutes is could be enough. But at the moment, actually, we are exploring more carefully what could be the time what's needed to stay at the sauna oh, in the sauna. Okay. And uh, it can be that very short time, let's say ten minutes or fifteen minutes. It's not enough to get all these health benefits, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. So we we try to clarify what is the optimal time to stay in sauna. Great. So you're working on those those parameters right now. Yeah. What was the average temperature that the sauna that these men were using? How hot was it? Uh, it was uh, 79 Celsius. 79 degrees Celsius. Celsius. Yeah. So about 20 minutes in a 79 degrees Celsius sauna was yeah. what was important for, at least in the context of the yeah. lower cardiovascular-related mortality and also all-cause mortality as well. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was our primary finding. Yeah. And, and what... What was the type of sauna that these um, men are using? Because this is yeah, Finland, right? Yeah, yeah, so, it's Finland. Yeah, it is for us. It's clear that it is Finnish right. uh, dry sauna. Yeah, it's relatively dry. Relatively sauna. dry. Yeah. So they weren't doing that. Uh, what's it called when you dump the water on? Lolu. Lolu. <laughs> yeah. So when you make the hum- humidity, yeah. the lolu. Yeah. Was, was that also? It it was also allowed and they used. So yeah. the, the all cause mortality is also interesting because. Your study showed that, again, there was a dose-dependent effect where men that used the sauna two to three times a week had a 24% lower all-cause mortality than men using it one time a week. Mm. And I believe it was uh, men using it four to seven times a week was a forty percent. Yeah, it it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. forty percent. We are calling dose dose response Uh relation. Right. Yeah. Getting ready to publish a, a paper was accepted that you're going to yeah. publish, which will probably be published yeah. by the time this video 
yeah. is published. So yeah. that's really exciting. So you yeah, found yeah. that sauna use is associated with lower uh, Alzheimer's disease and dementia. That is extremely interesting to me because, um, you know, of my interest in, in heat shock proteins. So the sauna, one of the most robust molecular mechanisms, um, you know, that happens upon heat stress. So when you heat stress the body, uh, what happens is you activate a signaling pathway called heat shock proteins. Mm. They play a very important role in um, maintaining the three-dimensional three structure of a protein which is important, obviously, for protein's function, yeah. but it's also very important for uh, the half-life of a protein. Mm. And when the three-dimensional structure of a protein becomes uh, misfolded because of damage that's occurring, you know, damage that damages our DNA, the same damage that does that damages proteins, you know, byproducts of normal metabolism, reactive oxygen species, byproducts of, you know, immune activation these yeah. things are damaging our proteins our dna our cells yeah. but um heat shock pro so when those those proteins become damaged they misfold and they uh they don't get degraded properly so yeah. uh, when this happens in the in brain you know proteins can start to then aggregate and for form these plaques protein aggregates and plaques yeah, yeah. so yeah. probably the most um well-known one is amyloid beta 42 yeah which is associated yeah. with alzheimer's yeah. disease yeah. but uh interestingly heat shock proteins what their function is inside of uh, the cell is to actually repair a misfolded protein so that yeah. it maintains its proper three-dimensional structure again. Yeah. Uh, so they're basically preventing the protein aggregation. And this has been shown in multiple studies in, in, in rodents, um, in lower organisms. There's been many, many studies, associated studies looking at heat shock proteins and neurodegenerative diseases. So there's a lot of interest in how heat shock proteins may be a therapeutic target for preventing neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's and also Parkinson's disease. Mm. And I've always thought, you know, the connection between knowing the sauna activates heat shock proteins. I mean, yeah. that's their name. They, they're, they're, you know, they're activated under conditions of stress, particularly heat stress. Yeah. Um, so I think that would be a very interesting thing to look at. Yeah. I think there are some interesting findings, some acute changes after Sony is yeah single session in in yeah. vessel and vessel function oh wow and also heart rate and there is there is actually quite there is gradual increase in heart rate during the sauna single sauna session mm -hmm. yeah I've noticed that yeah myself. yeah yeah it, it is it is uh, when you stay let's say 15 minutes sauna it's quite easy it's not demanding but after that it it becomes more and more demanding to stay in sauna and mm -hmm. uh, your yeah. heart rate will increase. And I know there's a, a bunch of um, endocrine factors that that increase quite dramatically upon just even a single yeah. sauna session, like for one, uh, growth hormone. Growth hormone, yeah. Growth hormone it goes is, up yeah. like 200 to 300%, like yeah. even after a single sauna session. Yeah, it's quite much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and growth hormone, you know, it plays an important role in, in muscle, preventing muscle atrophy, which is mm. also linked to longevity, right? The the more um, yeah. muscle mass you have and more muscle strength is yeah. associated with lower all-cause yeah. mortality. So that would be interesting to, yeah, yeah. to see if um, that's also related. Do you have any um, thoughts on whether or not like someone who's doing physical activity, like doing some kind of workout mm. exercise, mm. whether they should use the sauna before or after yeah. their workout? Yeah, this is a very in interesting question to see if the, there is a even more clear effects on vessel function and so on. If you have a 
exercise before and then you go to sauna. Actually, we are normally doing that quite right. often in Finland. Yeah, Finland. So you are, you you normally do the sauna after exercise, after workout. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I do as well. Yeah. You know, and if you think about it too, it's also the perfect time to get that growth hormone boost. You know, because yeah, you just yeah. worked your muscles, so yeah, yeah. you need that repair. And yeah, um, also the exercise primes your muscles to take in the growth hormone and yeah. it also you know, take in actually igf1 which is downstream of growth yeah, hormone yeah. so your igf1 goes into the in muscle tissue and yeah. um, also into the brain so the exercise sort of primes that igf1 that's re- yeah. released downstream of growth hormone from the sauna to go into the brain yeah. where it plays a role in actually helping bdnf brain derived yeah. neurotrophic factor and growing new neurons yeah so yeah. It's always sort of a question, like, do you do it before a workout or after? And yeah. I've always been inclined to do it after a workout, but yeah, it would be yeah. interesting to know if there's, you know, specifically if it's affecting, you know, vessel function or yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are very interested to see the effects on on vessel function after after exercise, which is combined with sauna and what what are the uh, parameters? Yeah, what are the right. values after that? And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And because there are also some evidence that maybe after a strength training, you know, it can be even that uh, uh, arterial stiffness may increase a bit, maybe in oh, some really? cases. After so if training. you go to sauna, you can relax and improve your vessel oh, function also. Yeah. So it may be better to, to do the sauna after strength training. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is, yeah, we You're have no speculating. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean. That's okay to speculate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of speculating, so something else that I find very interesting is the the effect on mood. Actually, yeah. it's what got me interested in the sauna in the first place. So okay. when I was in graduate school, I was very stressed out, you know, yeah. exams and failed experiments and lots of pressure. So I was using the sauna and it noticeably improved my mood. Mm. So And it helped me deal with stress. It helped me deal with the anxiety I was experiencing. Um, and and there's there's a lot of sort of speculative reasons I think that's that's possible, but one is related to cardiorespiratory fitness. Mm-hmm. So there's actually been studies, one very recently done, published um, in a very large sample of people. I believe it was like a million people okay. looking at cardiorespiratory fitness and depression. Yeah. Uh, and the study found that uh, people with poor cardiorespiratory fitness had a 75% increased chance of being oh. have being you know diagnosed oh. with depression. Yeah. So I'm sort of interested in clearly the sauna is affecting, you know, cardiovascular health and do you know like cardiovascular cardiovascular fitness would be you know one one way to um, a measurement of cardiovascular health. Yeah. Have yeah, you ever it, looked at cardiorespiratory fitness? Yeah, we have been measuring also cardiorespiratory fitness in our study also in this new study part we have measured and we can see if there is an association f- between the fitness and sauna use and these different parameters. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that's ongoing but, but, right now? Yeah, ongoing okay. right now. In, in, in our population-based study, study, although we adjusted for the level of fitness, yeah, the, the, there was an independent association right. With, right. between the use of sauna and outcomes. Oh, cool. So you're, yeah. so, but you're saying... You know, in addition to people, obviously, they're, that are physically active, you're adjusting for that and then yeah. trying to look just specifically at how the sauna may, in and of itself, yeah, affect itself, your yeah. fitness. That'll yeah. be really great. I look forward to yeah. that. 
the other one, which I won't get into too much detail because I don't want to talk so much, but it affects endorphins. So mm. sauna releases endorphins. Mm, yeah. Endorphins make you feel better. Mm, feel better, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is relaxation, yeah, yeah. Also in Finland, I, I think we quite many use for that purpose. They they want to some relaxation, you know, after working mm-hmm. day and so on. It's it's like a habit to to end your day and go uh-huh. to sauna and you after that you feel more relaxed. Do you think that also that may also have something to do with the uh, improved longevity? Because stress is also linked to yeah. longevity. And so Can if it's be. something that's lowering stress and making you more relaxed, then that seems like it goes hand in hand with longevity as well. Yeah, can be, can be, and uh, there are studies uh, showing the role of, of autonomic nervous system and cardiovascular diseases, how, how how they are related together, and and also in our study we want to explore how the sauna may have effect on on heart rate and heart rate variability, mm-hmm. which is one of the measure which can be. De- can be used to to assess the autonom- autonomic nervous system and oh, its its function. Having been in Finland now for a few days and having the privilege of going to the Finnish Sauna Society and also hanging out with some some other friends here in Finland, I've had a, a chance to experience the sauna culture, the traditional yeah. sauna smoke saunas, and also the yeah. other you know dry saunas and the lolu. Lulu, yeah, Lulu. yeah. Uh, but what I also noticed is that I th- almost a hundred percent of the Finnish people that I that that use the sauna after the sauna like to go run into and jump into a cold lake or the Baltic or yeah. something cold, very very cold. Yeah, and they do this, um, you know, several times. I mean, mm. this is it seems to be a very normal part of Finnish sauna culture. Yeah, is that accurate? You would say, yeah, yeah. Many people are using. <laughs> okay. I know it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I have a question um, on whether you know what what is the safety. You know, is there any safety issues? Because I've read a couple of case reports where mm. because you're going from hot sauna where vasodilation's occurring, mm. and then you're going into cold where vasoconstriction's occurring, norepinephrine's yeah. being released and vasoconstrictions occurring there have been a couple of documented cases of like coronary artery spasm i Mm. think it's called maybe maybe do you think there's a potential risk of going from hot to cold in terms of people with maybe a pre-existing heart disease or something yeah among those patients who have coronary heart disease and especially if it's not not uh, stable condition yeah. then you have to be very careful uh-huh. you cannot do that because there there can be a spasm in coronary arteries okay. and it can be harmful yeah but for yeah. the most people part of the population it seems to be pretty safe i mean i've done it before and it feels really good i mean mm. you feel amazing after mm, doing yeah. the hot and cold also interested in if it blunts any of the the positive effects but What's interesting is I've seen that cold also activates heat shock proteins because oh, really? heat shock proteins are part of the stress response. You know, it's sort of um, it's called hormetic stress. Are you familiar with hormesis? It's like a, a little bit of good stress where it's not too much stress, but it's enough stress to activate all these genetic pathways that yeah. help you deal with stress. Well, heat shock proteins are one of those genetic pathways, yeah. and so. Um, 
cold is also a little bit of a hormetic stress, like, and exercise activates heat shock proteins as well. And then, but okay. heat robustly activates them very robustly. <laughs> so, um, the cold shock, it's good to know that both the, the hot and the cold are activating some of the same good genetic yeah. pathways. So you, maybe you're not negating all the good stuff you just did mm. with the sauna, right? Maybe there's synergy. Yeah. Yeah. We would be really happy to, to investigate those possible mechanisms yeah. between sauna and memory disease. Absolutely. Because we have been thinking through, you know, you know more, more like improved cardiovascular system and circulation and these, if they have an effect on, on the memory diseases because some cardiovascular right. diseases and memory diseases are sharing the bit similar risk factors and so right. yeah like vascular way. dementia yeah. of course yeah, yeah blood yeah. flow is absolutely yeah. linked to dementia so it's probably yeah. there's probably multiple mechanisms multiple by which the sauna yeah man it's just it's great we gotta yeah. get the word out there you know more research more people yeah, using yeah, the sauna yeah. i think yeah, yeah. i think that's um because i think that there are there are nowadays there are so many studies showing to positive effects on of physical exercise on these outcomes right. and and vessel function and so on. But there are quite limited data on sauna use and warm exposure and these similar outcomes. So there are space to do this yeah, kind of research. You're like you're like, you know, an explorer in new territory. Yeah. No one's no one's really doing this, you yeah. know, and it's really great. I'm I'm yeah, very yeah. glad that someone is, you know, so please keep up the good work. Yeah. And, and in the best case, of course, we can combine these positive effects in like exactly. exercise and sound. Are and you gonna the, look at that as well? Are you gonna see if there's yeah, a synergy? Yeah. We, we try to do something, yeah. With, uh, what is also important uh, in, for for public health health level that also we have to emphasize that there are many other factors in addition to exercise and sauna. There are other also, of course, we have to take care of other risk factors like right. blood pressure, lipids, smoking, obesity, right. in addition to that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, um, Yari, thank you so much for taking time to speak with me. And um, I know you're on Twitter. I follow you on Twitter. Your uh, Twitter handle do you want to say your Twitter Twitter handle name? Because it's yeah. your name backwards, I think. Yeah, right? you are welcome can to you, follow. Yeah. Can you spell spell yeah. it out for people? So it's Yari Laukanen. So, right, but your Twitter handle is Laukanen Yari, I think. Yeah. So yeah, L A U K K K K A N E N J A R I. That's your Twitter Twitter yeah. handle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Excellent. Well, thank yeah. you again, Yari. Thank you. Thank you so much. Special thanks to Dr. Laukinen for meeting with me and for even making special allowances for my unpredictable schedule while I visited Finland, allowing me to drop in his home late in the evening for a quick conversation. If you want to learn more about the effects of the sauna on cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's disease, all-cause mortality, exercise performance, and muscle mass, get on my email newsletter. I send out great articles not only on these topics, but many other topics as well. You can find that newsletter sign up as well as a longer informative report on sauna use on my website at foundmyfitness.com. Also, a special thanks to my crowd supporters. It is ultimately their pay what you can monthly pledges that help me have the resources to keep the ball rolling. If you're interested in supporting the channel for as little as a cup of coffee or whatever amount you like, head over to foundmyfitness.com forward slash crowd sponsor.